Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Have an interesting topic to discuss here today. Very, very important. Actually, you know what? I say that all the time. Very important. Everything's important, which it is, I guess. But either way, it's an interesting topic. It's about shadow and going into the deepest parts of who you are and healing it. Now, a lot of people describe shadow work as parts of you that we don't want the world to see. And yeah, okay, that is an aspect of you for sure. That could be the layer of you that is that needs to be healed. Yes, that could be one way to describe it. But um, I'm sorry, one, it's the deepest parts of you that you don't want the world to see. Yeah, I describe it as a part of you that needs to be healed. But yes, it is a part that you don't like people to see. So now when you go in and you do this work, introspection is absolutely obviously needed because without introspection, you don't even realize there's a problem or you don't go in deep enough to acknowledge it. And the first step in healing is acknowledgement. So <clears throat> introspection is absolutely needed and is the first step introspection, going in, noticing, becoming aware. But working with your shadow self is some of the deepest levels of healing that you can possibly do. And it's not easy. However, it is, we do a lot of talking about the onion. And you'll see as we progress here in this conversation that the onion is a very good representation of how your shadow work begins to come out and how you can peel back the layers to help heal it more. So um, I was reading this one website, uh, betterup.com, and that's B-E-T-T-E-R-U-P.com. And they were talking about shadow work and i've i've read a lot about shadow work and multiple websites but this one this one gave me a an example of uh what shadow work could look like and they give the example they say they use a, a kid that was um teased a lot as a child that uh he was i'm sorry they use the example of a kid who was teased a lot for being talkative and that child, that kid started to believe that he talked too much. So as he progressed through life, he started to be very aware of how much he did or didn't talk and would really try to um, reduce the amount that he was talking. And he retreated too much into himself as a result of that and over became overcritical of himself, overanalytical. And... The example that they use is as he became an adult, or she, whatever, um, as they became an adult, uh, they were working on a presentation. This, again, is the example. They're working on a presentation for work. And the person that we'll just say, um, we'll just say Jimmy, uh, is the one that was teased as a kid and he's doing a presentation and Jimmy's getting ready for this presentation and his partner says to him, his partner uh, in work says to him, hey, be careful, don't put too many words on your slide. Now this was a very innocent statement and wasn't that Jimmy had too many words on the slide, but just made a comment to be aware of it. Well, obviously Jimmy having the background that he has with being considered or labeled too talkative became enraged with this comment. Now, the reason I bring this up is because when we're dealing with our shadow self, it has layers. Now, here, when, when Jimmy is told, hey, be careful of your words or too many words, that's the trigger right there. When the other person says to him, 
be careful of your words. So, but the superficial level of the onion is what Jimmy did with that. So Jimmy was triggered by the comment and he exuded this kind of energy, this frustration by making a comment to his partner, like maybe shut up or mind your own business, or this is my project, whatever it is, that superficial, that how Jimmy responded to that person, that is your that's that's the top layer of the onion. Okay. So this this podcast is going to be about going into your shadow self, but also about the layers of the onion that we need to peel back to actually get to that core to see where the shadow self comes from and there in the deepest part of it where we can go in and really heal it. So Jimmy makes a comment to his partner about that saying shut off or something like that okay that's your top level that's your that's your top level the layer back from the top level which is how jimmy responded is the friend's trigger okay but then obviously the core is uh jimmy's childhood jimmy's childhood and how he began to own that talkative uh person that people told him he was they could have been wrong or could have just been saying it out of, you know, being not very nice people, but Jimmy owned it. And therefore he began to create these layers within himself. So in addition to, in addition to the, um, in addition to the trigger from the friend, Jimmy is also triggering himself because he will say to himself, after he has a conversation with someone, he'll start to talk to himself. Oh, did I talk too much? Should I have said less? And so there's a trigger, okay? And what what I want us to understand here is that the inner core can begin to branch off into a number of different, into a number of different uh, layers of your onion all falling back on the same core, but can present themselves in different ways. So yes, the friend triggered Jimmy, Jimmy responded in anger. That all comes back to that core of being too talkative and teased as a child. In addition, Jimmy has a conversation where he thinks he talked too much. The external superficial level is he starts getting frustrated with himself, but the trigger was the conversation and thinking that he talked too much, but again, stems from being teased as a child and carrying that energy with him. So I hope you guys are beginning to see, this is the layer, this is the onion layer. And this shadow work is the deep part where it all stems from and going within to that portion of who you are and really healing that. What I'm going to tell you now, though, is that not all shadow work is, no, shadow work is never a negative. It's always a good thing to go in and heal yourself. So it's always a positive thing. But what I, what I do want to say is that sometimes you don't have to do something that's lower in vibration for it to be something that needs to be healed. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you guys something about me. I love helping people and I have noticed over the past years that I really give too much of myself at times and that is not good. In fact, I will give so much of myself that I don't even factor in myself. I don't even factor in how I feel. Sometimes I don't even factor in my family and how they feel and what they need. And so if somebody calls me and says, hey, I need help uh, clearing a spirit from my home. More often than not, I will take that call or take that email or whatever, and I will jump on that case immediately. I've, I've done work for people when I when I'm on vacation because I so want to help people. Now that is the superficial level. 
the trigger was somebody calling me for help. But when I went back deeper, I started to realize that I wanted people to want me to help them. And I'm giving you guys my shadow right now. The deepest part of who I am wants to help people. I am here to help people. I know this about me. But I didn't put up proper boundaries. And that was not good. And I suffered as a result of it. And even my family suffered as a result of it. And I literally just started to realize that that is my shadow self. My shadow self was almost not content with helping or putting off a help until I was maybe off on vacation. It was, no, if you called me for help, I was helping you right then and there in spite of everything else. And that was because I had this deep need in, in me or desire to want people to want me to help them. So it was almost as if you would come to me, not you, but somebody would come to me and say, hey, I need help. But And, and it didn't matter what I was doing. I would jump and help them because I wanted them to want to help me. So it was, it was, it was very interesting to go in and introspect that and truly realize what I was doing there. And I realized just recently, how much I would do that and how much that I put off on other people who mean much to me, how much I would put them off to go and help somebody else. So it was almost like, obviously, I want my family to help, to for me to help. I want to help my family, you know, my, my wife and kids. But, but if someone else called me, I was... I was there and it didn't matter. I, I remember one time I got a call at midnight about someone telling me they had a, a spirit in their house. They wanted me to come over and I literally jumped out of bed from a dead sleep and started to drive to their house. Now, at that time, I was driving and I was like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And I turned around, went back home and I was like, I'll work on that. Yes, but give me a little bit of time. Now, in that case, I turned around, but I did jump out of bed. I did take that call at midnight. I did leave. Um, I had another time I got a call. Again, late. It was late. It was a group. And they wanted me to come and do a session. And it, again, it was like 11 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, I was tempted to do it. Now, I'm giving you two examples that I didn't do the help. But I've done it. There have been times where I did do it and I would go and help people. And even at the time I would question it, but I would still do it. And the deepest part of me, I wasn't doing my shadow work. And that is where now I am going in and I'm learning to introspect and really get at the core. So what I want to work on or, or to tell you guys is first, Begin to analyze your, you can see your superficial level. That's the easiest one to pick. So the superficial level, I was jumping out of bed. I would take the call. I would go somewhere. I would help people. That's superficial level. That's a great start. Okay. So, and especially the consistent ones. Like, what do you do consistently that you really probably should start to question a little bit more? And these are awesome moments to start to go back a little bit, peel back these layers. All right. So I would jump out of bed and go help somebody. What was the trigger? The trigger was a call. Somebody needed help. Okay. I see that. I do know. Yes. I, I do want to help people. Okay. So then I would think, all right, somebody wants me. That's a good thing. Somebody wants me to help them, needs help. And I go and help them. That's I, you can see that it's possibly a good thing, but what wasn't good was the boundaries that I was not placing upon myself and others. So I started to go back a little bit more. Okay, what's really going on here? Why am I allowing this to happen? 
Why am I taking these calls? Why am I not putting my own boundaries up? And I started to realize as I kept going in and making the same mistake over and over and over again, I started to realize, wait a second here. There's like this deep part of me that wants that. And, and I didn't really know why that was. Then as I started to analyze and just be aware, when I say analyze, I mean just be aware of all the feelings that are happening during these moments, I started to realize that, oh man, I want them to. I want them to come to me and want my help. But the boundaries are the issue. I still want to help people. So what I'm trying to tell you guys is begin to analyze the superficial level and then, okay, what triggered that? Okay, then go back even further. All right, what was the underlining feeling that you did or had that, I'm sorry, the underlying feeling that you had that allowed this to all happen. What we're, and what I'm really, what I'm realizing so far is those top three layers. You got the superficial level, you got the trigger, and you got the, the core. I'm seeing those three layers of the onion so far. Now, there could be more, but the top th those three are the are the those there are three levels to the healing, which I guess makes sense because there are three levels to healing. There are three levels to um to your onion and getting to that core. So three seems to be a magic number here. And and those of you that don't know what I'm referencing here, the three aspects of healing are awareness and uh, identification of I need to heal. Um, coming to the point of doing something to heal it. And then, well, the third aspect of healing is when the universe continues to send you stuff um, to make sure that you are healed. So, so those three layers and three layers of the onion to get to your core. That's what I'm seeing so far. And what I want to talk to you guys about more is sometimes when, and not sometimes, it's not easy to face that deep, deep core of your shadow self. And especially in the helping someone, sometimes you don't even realize that it's not a good thing. But me not having boundaries was not good. If you do want to have boundaries, because if you give too much of yourself, you start to wear yourself thin and then you don't have much to give anymore. That is, it's it definitely not something that the Buddha says all the time. His whole thing was about balance and finding that balance. And that is what I did not have. And the shadow work that I'm doing is beginning to put those boundaries up so so that I can continue to give but continue to give at my fullest if i'm if i am if i need time away then i need to take that time and actually just this week i got another call where somebody needed help and i was going to start that work immediately however i also had a session and i i i knew i needed some time to myself and i put that work off and that's me putting up that boundary like, okay, I need to honor myself and I need to honor that aspect of me that needs that rest because this work is not easy. It requires a ton of energy and a ton of effort, but like everything or like anything that you want to do, if you want to do it, put forth that effort, put everything into it. So anyway... I am starting to build that up. But my point here is that it's not always easy to identify what it is. What you have to do is, again, with the introspection, it is so crucial to this work. You have to be very honest with yourself. You have to analyze all the emotions, the feels, the feelings you have that are leading up to this superficial level. 
what I will tell you is um, mindfulness is absolutely key here. It is it is key on the identification of the core issue. It is also crucial in the healing aspect because going in and finding the issue, finding that core of what the problem is, is only half the battle. The next half is actually healing that. And neither one are easy. <laughs> Both of them take a lot of energy, but are so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And too often do we get caught up in these, we get caught up in these, well, I want my karma. You know, I, like so, say somebody hurt you and that, that caused an inner core issue within you. And now you're triggered at somebody saying something to you that is that you find offensive. And now you get all you get vengeful and, and full of rage because somebody hurt you in the past that that developed this shadow in your core. And now it manifests, it's manifests itself in some other kind of low vibrational way. Well, you know, identifying that isn't always that it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant to tell yourself, oh, I have something I need to heal. It's not pleasant to go in there and say, oh, that's that's a low vibrational part of who I am. That's not easy. It, it's not easy to tell yourself you're flawed, you know? I mean, yeah, we all know it, but to actually go in there and see it, it's not, it's not easy. However, now this, I'm going to tell you guys something. So when I went in there, let's talk about this healing. All right. So we go in, we do, we, 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 <clears throat> and this is why practicing meditation and mindfulness are so important because it allows you the, the, the mindfulness, the awareness to begin to discern these differences. You know, not only does it help you with spiritual contact, it also he helps you with identification of the core issue identification of the trigger, identification of the superficial level. <clears throat> but, so when I went in um, about a week ago and decided to do this work, face my shadow, I'm going to tell you what I did immediately. So first, obviously, I already identified the problem. Uh, how do I keep finding myself in these different situations? I identified the problem, that inner core, okay, what... What is the issue? Why do I keep putting myself in these situations or taking these calls or, you know, why, why are these triggers bringing about this action? Then I realized it. Okay. As soon as I realized that, I immediately went in and developed a mantra. <clears throat> the mantra was face your shadow. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> that's a good mantra for sure. I like it. It's good. But I will tell you, it is really good to begin a mantra of something that you want. So face your shadow is a good one. Absolutely. But there are better ones out there. The better one out there is I will develop my boundaries. For me, that was a good one. I will develop my boundaries. Say if you were hurt as a kid. <clears throat> or hurt in a relationship and you that's your inner core issue <clears throat> that developed your shadow, you could say, I forgive, or I am letting go of that hurt, or I am, no, uh, better yet, I am finding peace in all that was. I am accepting of all that was because you agreed upon it prior to your incarnation. It's always good to develop a mantra of what it is you're looking for to remind you of that rather than remind you of the hurt. So I don't want to sit there and say, I am letting go of the hurt because that's reminding me of hurt. It's reminding, it's, it's a low vibrational way of saying I am, you know, I am letting go, bam, and yes, that's a good one. And then envision that letting go. Um, but you want to think about and talk about what it is that you're looking for. So, um, I put, I'm facing my shadow. That's a good one because that is what I am doing. So 
but the other, as I said, the other one that I could do is I am placing up, I am placing, um, I am setting my boundaries. That is also a really good one. I do like the facing my shadow though, because I am doing that and that is exactly what I'm doing. So I do like that. <laughs> I think I'm going to keep it. However, all right, there's another aspect here. So phase one, developing a mantra, a mantra that you can use every single day, all day long. And this is something that I do. That mantra is something I say all the time now, always. I go in, I'm facing my shadow. Every time I get the feeling of even wanting to help somebody, I say to myself, I'm facing my shadow. All that does is reminds me to put the boundary up. I still want to help them. And I am still going to help them. But there's a time and place to do that work. And that's all I'm doing. So no longer will I take a call at midnight and go to that house and, and you know, remove a ghost. Now what I'll do is I won't even take that call. I'll go sleep, stay asleep. And in the morning, I'll get that message. I'll call them later in the afternoon and set up a good time that is appropriate for me to go there and do that work. Everything is still getting accomplished, except we're doing it in a more appropriate fashion. So, yes, develop the mantra. And mine is I am facing my shadow. And I'm serious. I say it over and over and over again. Okay. The next one is, and I tell you guys, uh, I've, I've told you guys about this before. Develop, start calling in your spirit guides, your, your ascendant masters, your archangels. I don't know. I don't think I ever told you guys, though. You can call in animal energy. So you guys all, and I think I, we did talk about this. We did talk about spirit animals, spirit totems. So like my spirit animal is hawk, okay? Or spirit totem. My spirit totem is a hawk. That is the energy that resides within me. It is something hawks resonate with me deeply. Hawks go to people that I know or have done sessions on at times. So, but if you know of a particular animal that you can call whose energy you want to use during this, during any facet of your life, including the shadow work, I encourage it greatly. And I'll give you a for instance. So when I'm going in and doing healing, I always develop the mantra and then I always will call in an animal energy. So if I, if I wanted to uh, deliver a message, a spiritual message to someone, I would call in, obviously, Archangels, Ascendant Masters, but I would also call in the hawk because the hawk is a messenger. It carries that energy. And then I would call that energy in, that the energy of the hawk, to, to deliver that message. But let's see if I have it right here. Yeah, I do. So the next one, though, for this work, the shadow work that I did, I called in the owl, the animal. Now, you guys, for those, for, for those of you, you guys can see that it's the, I'll try to, I'll try to take it off and put it in the camera there. Give me one second. So I called in the L and the L to me has always been a representation of facing your shadow because the night is an, I'm sorry, because the L is a, a nocturnal animal, does all the hunting at night. It to me is a representation of facing your shadow. It also is a representation of wisdom. So, let me put this back on real quick, and I'll be right there. I'll keep that out for the rest of this. So, I call on the owl. That was the second facet of this healing. First was the mantra, then the animal energy, in addition to the archangels, ascendant masters that I was looking to have help me. So, I'm building my, I'm building my spiritual support team. Now, 
And it, when I called upon the L, I started to, I, I always encourage people to buy little trinkets or write yourself notes and post them around different places that you are, your car, your bedroom, your kitchen, your living room, wherever you spend a lot of time. And paste something up that reminds you of what it is you're trying to do. So I went out and bought this this little chain with the owl on it, and it's got that's an amethyst crystal for for those for those of you that notice that crystal in there. It's an amethyst crystal, but the owl is also of wisdom. So it's a it's a reference to wisdom, divine wisdom, and facing your shadows, which I thought was beautiful. It's what it, the the owl means to me. And why I felt that it was so important to bring in the owl's energy to help me. Now, it's so fascinating to me that those of you guys that have been listening to this podcast for so long know that I've been trying to to see this owl in my neighborhood for probably two years now. I have had some instances where I've seen one, um, including once at night. I heard it. Anyway, I don't want to get off topic. I did have some instances of seeing one. Anyway, you bring in that energy and you buy things or you place notes, drawings, whatever it is you want around you to remind yourself of the work that you're doing. So I wear this chain every day to remind me that I am going in and facing my shadow and to call in the divine so that they can help me with the wisdom I need to face the shadow and to heal it. The next thing, so that's phase two. Phase one mantra, phase two is calling in the energy. The, the, you can say two point, phase 2.5 is buying something that reminds you of uh, what it is you're doing. And then the third, the third phase of this is probably the most important. And that is actually doing the work. Putting yourself in these situations that you can begin to change. What do I mean by that? So now if I get, and you can change this one layer at a time. You can change them all at a time. But really what's happening now is we need to reprogram our nervous system. Our nervous system knows, hey, when I feel this and I, this happens, I respond this way. All right. So that's the scientific method of what's happening. Now we want to begin to change that. Hey, when this happens, now I want to do this. Or, or hey, when I feel this and this happens, I want to handle it in this way. That, that trigger is no longer going to be a trigger for something low vibrational. It's going to be a trigger of something very positive that I put out. So, hey, I feel like I want to help somebody, and then I receive a call, but I want to make sure now that I handle that in an appropriate, timely manner. Like timely meaning in an appropriate time. That I cannot, that I am not open to whatever you think that you need help, but when I am ready to give it. Does that make sense? So I'm putting up that boundary and I am reclaiming my own energy. And that is such a beautiful, uh, such a beautiful lesson. But doing that work is so important. And I will tell you now, avoidance is not the answer. That is not healing. If I avoid the trigger, like say I turn my phone off at night now, I'm avoiding it. So that I don't even have to do that saying, no, you know, I don't have to put that boundary up. I'm avoiding, you know, you want to be careful about that. Yes, turning in my situation, yes, turning my phone off is a good thing. That is me putting that boundary up. Whereas before I just left my phone open all the time. And anytime you want to call me, it was there. Now I don't do that. I turn it off. And I'm not avoiding it. I'm actually, that's me setting my boundary. Hey, my boundary is my phone's off. I'm not going to respond to you. 
not going to not going to respond to your text message, not going to respond to your phone call until I am ready. You know, energetically, I'm ready. That's so that's me putting up my boundary. But you, for instance, could have a, a different shadow that you're working on that does require a little bit more. So, or or requires you to actually put yourself in a situation where you do have to handle it differently. I'll give you another for instance. Uh, you guys know about me and my brother. We had issues for years and I never avoided him. I always would go to my parents' house and I would always subject myself to that energy because I knew even then that avoidance was not the answer. I knew I had to figure out another way to change how I was handling all these situations or how I was feeling them. And ultimately, it led to us having a conversation. And the energy is so much better since. That was a better way of me handling it than not going to my brother, not going to my parents, just avoiding everything and acting like I was healed when I, in reality, I was just avoiding it. So anyway, that's my point. Don't avoid. Avoiding is not healing. It's avoiding. It's, it's you literally not having to change. So be willing to go in there and truly face your shadow. Go in there and truly heal what needs to be healed and retrain your nervous system to handle it in a much higher vibrational way. There's so much. So when I tell you guys the power that is there is immense. I can't even describe in words the kind of power that can come from that kind of healing. And, and please forgive me, I'm not talking about egotistical power. I'm talking about energetic vibrational power. The happiness that you feel within you. The love. The, the complete huge weight that's lifted off your shoulders from from you facing your own shadow from you facing that inner you that you don't want other people to know about or you don't want people to to realize that you have we all have that every one of us and it's just each of us have a different one so look at yours right in the face and show it how deeply you can go in and shift it. It's not easy, but it is beautiful and it is so powerful, so powerful. The love that comes from this work is really, it's something amazing. And I'm going to tell you something about healing power. When you go in and heal yourself, you don't only heal yourself. When you go in and heal yourself, when you face your shadows, when you do the work that you need to do to become the best version of yourself, when you are, when you do that, you heal literally the world. And I don't mean that. I mean that literally. You send a vibration into this world that is, can be felt in other continents, in other galaxies. It is nothing short of miraculous how much energetic beauty you put into this world. It is exceptional. And I know that for a number of reasons. One, I channel it all the time. People come to me for channeling sessions and they often will bring up a shadow aspect of somebody. And when they bring up that shadow aspect of somebody, they talk about how powerful it is when that, if that person is capable and willing to go in there and heal it. And I, I've heard it so many times, but then I started to notice stuff. People would come back to me and tell me that they did the work, that they went in there and they fixed or they healed that shadow self. And they would start to tell me how people around them started to notice a difference within them. And then they would start to 
like there was a shift in them like their energy almost became different as a result of the healing that this person just went through because what's happening there is on a subconscious soul level that energy is amplified the the, the people around you will feel it the people in other galaxies they don't even know it but will also feel it the people around you will see it feel it and you guys know about the triangle thought speech i'm sorry thought feeling speech action when you have them connected so if you tell somebody you're healing and then you go in there and actually do it that is such an immense power and the people around you will notice the shift in your energy they'll notice your vibration beginning to increase now it is it is important as well i will say to there are some aspects of yourself that you have to accept now using myself as, a, as an example i have to accept that that i am somebody that wants to help people i do that's important but you have to accept some of these parts of you so as long as it's not a low vibrational aspect of you i mean yes you accept that as okay it's a part of you it's a part of what you need to go heal yes understood but then go change it however for instance in my situation i need to realize i do accept the part of me that does want to help people so now i just got to put up those boundaries we've established that but i why i tell you that is because sometimes you do have to accept I don't want you to go in there and be very critical of yourself. That's what I'm trying to say here. Sometimes you do have to accept that, hey, this is who I am. This is what I did. But this is not who I'm going to be. And that is a huge distinction. Accept what has happened. Be at peace with that. But now, go in, face your shadow, and fix what needs to be fixed. And move on. Without holding on to, oh, I'm so, I'm so upset at myself with even how that developed, you know? Don't get into that, into that spiral. Accept who you were. Be okay with it. As long as you're going in there and improving yourself. Introspect, change. Do what you need to do to be the best version of yourself. And that's where the power comes in. That's where the beauty comes in. That's where that energetic healing energy amplifies globally, galaxy, throughout galaxies. And I, and I mean that. You are going to, if you do this work, start to realize the power that you have within you, the self-power that you have, the, the power you have to heal. And when you begin to notice that energy within you, there's no telling what you what you what you can you know what you can do there's there's no stopping you it's a beautiful thing so that just about concludes the shadow work and hopefully you guys have learned enough about shadow work and going in there and healing these different aspects and in order to be the best version of you and amplifying that healing energy within you and also healing karma i mean once you begin to heal the shadow self of yourself you do begin to balance out your karmic energy you do begin to go into this next life life meaning afterlife with less work if you will to do so like if i didn't heal this aspect of myself it would be something that i would need to take care of either in another lifetime or in the afterlife i would still have to try to balance this energy out but if you learn the lesson prior karmic energy karmic laws tells you that if you learn the lesson you don't have to relive it so if you make a mistake and you learn and you atone for that mistake, you don't have to relive it. 
So you you break that karmic uh, bond right then and there because you balance that energy out. You've healed it. You've learned the lesson that needed to be learned as a result of something that you did prior or said, whatever. But go in there. And facing the shadow is, as I said earlier, it's not easy. And it definitely takes a lot of, a lot of guts. And I don't mean that in any kind of, I'm not pleased, I'm not saying anything about myself. I'm just saying that there are some people that I've talked to about facing their shadow and they're like, nope, don't want to, do not want to do that. I don't want to face that energy. I don't want to, because I'm, I'm scared of what, I'm scared of facing the energy. And I feel like that is, you know, that's obviously driven by fear. And that is very unfortunate because then you're ultimately going to have to anyway. You cannot keep that energy. It's something that your soul must balance this lifetime, another lifetime. So develop the courage to go in there and heal that self that you have, what that shadow self that you have, and really allow that balanced energy or that energy to become balanced and find the peace that that uh, that you need in this lifetime and really watch the world shift around you. So thank you all so much. I will try to see what we can get here about from above on uh, see if we can channel here. Grateful we are, my children, Enoch speaking. Beautiful time of the year it is, we tell you. The season of spring is upon us here. And we say to you now, thank you. Spring is a gift from the heavenly realm that we bestowed upon this earthly realm for a true purpose in new life. A new time, a time for people and environmental energies to begin anew, to transform. And we bring this up intentionally because it is time now for all of humanity to begin to transform. And we tell you humanity is transforming, whether you know it or not. And we are grateful for it. But spring is a season at which you all humans can begin the transformation into a new to release from your cocoon and step into the spiritual beings that you all are. My children, we tell you it is needed and time is, a, is of the utmost importance. We understand when we say time, we reference two different aspects of time, but soul level time is a truth, is a reality, and we are grateful for this. We tell you humanity is at a point in its time where it is struggling, if you will. And the time is now for you to begin your work, to go within, to allow for the spring season to begin to grow a new you, to foster and cultivate the you that you so desire to be in this world, in its truest sense, to not allow for the old you to compel itself into the future you, but rather you manifest the you that you are looking for. The clean, well, individual you that is filled with love, joy, peace, and light. It is within these attributes that so much more can be revealed to you and the spiritual realm can begin even more so interacting through you with this realm. You are all needed for us to begin the work that we have in store for all of you. And we are grateful for this. Your healing process is one that does amplify the love and light within all that is so conducive to our presence here on this realm. You all carry an amazing, incredible light, love that is so tremendous in power. 
but it is only when we focus upon it that so much more can be done through it. It is the low vibrational thoughts within your mind that dwell within it that struggle for us to interact with your energy. It is only when we raise our vibration, raise our thought processes, and allow for the love, light, and peace, joy to interact through us that so much more can be accomplished. Be the spring flower, my children, we tell you now. It is time for you to grow into the spiritual beings that you are meant to and intended to be in this lifetime. We are grateful for all that you have accomplished in this lifetime, but tell you that humanity has more to go. However, humanity is not your concern right now. Your concern primarily right now is your own being and being the best version of who you are. Should you so accept this aspect of who you are and facing your innermost shadows, we tell you more light and love can be brought to this earth and we will be bringing it. Face all that needs and must be faced within you, my children. Face it with great acceptance as been stated earlier by Christopher but also accept it with great love and reverence, knowing that it is no longer a part of who you are. It is now time for the new you. The cocoon is being unzippered and you are stepping out into the new fifth and sixth dimensions. The new you that is filled with love, light, and peace. And here to compel yourself to be the best version of who you are and less of a reliance on others to be their best. It is when we choose to be our very best, others can only hope but see what you have done and allow it to be a focal point of their mind. When they see you shift, it will affect them in a way that they might not even realize, on a level that they might not even know of, and yet they feel it. They appreciate it on another level, a subconscious level, and for that we are grateful. We ask you all to go in great peace, my children, and acceptance. Be of love and be your best version. Cultivate the new you in the spring season and find your love. We are so grateful. Be of peace, love, and light always, my children. We are here. And we do ask you, as always, to please call upon us at any given moment, at any time, for our assistance. For it is our job and our purpose, and we are grateful. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys all so much for joining me today. Hopefully you guys got something out of this, and I am grateful. Talk to you all soon. Have a great night and day. See ya.